Hello, this is Peter Hartlob, and this is our Golden Gate Park episode, where we announce the Chronicle's first audio tours in history. There's a total SF1 for Golden Gate Park, and one of my favorite colleagues, John King, has a high-rise tour that I can't wait to try. They're like podcasts that follow you around, and there's a big discount for Chronicle subscribers. Go to sfchronicle.com slash audio tours to get yours and learn more. Welcome to Total SF and our Golden Gate Park episode and our huge announcement. We made a secret Total SF audio tour, Heather. We're ready to tell the world and I'm super excited. So am I. Um, Our loyal listeners know that we love Golden Gate Park and now there is a tour all about it with the highlights. Um, You did 98% of the work, Peter, (laughs) so thank you very much. I don't think I did 98. I think it was like 87, but you're, you're very kind. Uh, The tour is called Secrets of Golden Gate Park, Graft, Gunfire, and a 90-Year-Old Fish, and it's as awesome as that name. Um, It's on the Voice Map app. That's Voice Map, one word. You find the tours in San Francisco. It's really easy to search around, and our Golden Gate Park tour is there. We're going to share a few Golden Gate Park facts in this episode. I have a Golden Gate Park uh, lightning round for you, Heather. Uh, specially tailored for you. But first, be honest, when you were a journalism student at Stanford, did you think that halfway into your career you'd be a tour guide? (laughs) That never occurred to me, honestly. I just want to say this is the very first time I've heard that title. So that is awesome. Good job. Yeah, thank you. We we spent about probably two-thirds of the entire time just workshopping that headline. (laughs) No, there's a lot more. There's a lot of editing, and um, a lot went into this with Sarah Feldberg, my editor, and the Voice Map crew. The tour is on Voice Map, Secrets of Golden Gate Park. It's not expensive, less expensive than pretty much any burrito you're going to buy in San Francisco. And there's a discount if you're a Chronicle subscriber. We'll share that on social media. We'll share that on our Twitter. If you go there right now, we'll have that information. You can go out anytime you want. I think people should go out this weekend because we are in Golden Gate Park right now on a bench and it is fabulous. I'm trying not to freak out about the fact that I'm really hot as we're talking on this (laughs) bench in the park in December, but um, existential crisis aside, we can just enjoy the sunshine in the meantime. That sounds like a plan. I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight. We are tour guides now and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. So we're near the John McLaren Rhododendron Dell, where the tour ends. I am in roller skates. I just got a little <laughs> little session in at the skating place. It's very serene here. Uh, it seems like you post photos from the park every weekend now. When did you start going to the park, Heather? And is there one place you like to spend the most time? Um, I've always loved Golden Gate Park. My very first apartment when I moved here in 1999 was at 8th and Judah in the Inner Sunset. So I would spend a lot of time um, reading in the botanical gardens on the weekends. And um, my exercise of choice was walking all the way to the ocean and back. Um, But then um, as work got busy and kids came along, I didn't come here as often until the pandemic. And then it was like the one place you were allowed to go. And so I came here all the time and I keep coming back. It's just so such a great um, oasis in the middle of the city. And I think my favorite place is probably Stowe Lake. It just feels so magical to see the birds and the flowers and um, 
and I love renting the pedal boats with my boys. Yeah, it's such a nice place. It's on our tour, and I think it's kind of the crescendo of the tour. Um, I agree with you. I lived in the hate, so I was like steps away from Golden Gate Park. I live in Alameda now, and I spend more time exploring this park than um, I did when I lived in the hate. I have a bike now. I can get around. Um, I absolutely love it here. Um, I find the vibe to, I haven't traveled that much, but it seems different than parks in other cities. Are there things about Golden Gate Park for you that are distinctly San Francisco? Um, when I think about parks in other cities like Hyde Park in London or Central Park in New York City, um, they seem kind of like fancy in a way, like the horse-drawn carriages, or there's something a little bit more serious about them, but I love that Golden Gate Park is so goofy. Like, the fact that you told me to meet you at the skating place, and I showed up, and you're just circling around <laughs> on, on your roller skates on a Wednesday morning. It's totally normal to do that here. There are, were several other roller skaters with you, um, including some little kids, and love um, that we see David Miles out here on a regular basis in this uh, godfather of skate in his top hat and and coats and his amazing attire. Um, you see on JFK Drive, which we both hope will be car-free forever, you see people on their unicycles or juggling or um, in crazy costumes, and it's just completely normal. Like, people don't even blink. Yeah, I mean, I, I came here in the 70s. I, I skated here in the 70s, late 70s, and... I was out there skating today and there's two kids out there, one learning on a scooter, one learning to roller skate, both just really small kids, really cute. And it's like so much has changed in the city and, and just outside of the city, the way kids do things, you know, entertainment, but that hasn't changed. And that's something that we get into in the audio tour. That was the plan all along. This park was made by naturalists who didn't care about museums, didn't want statues. They wanted places to picnic and gather and create those kind of memories even back then, even in the 1800s. So you've covered a lot of the politics of this park. Does it seem like kind of a microcosm of the city as a whole? I think so. Um a lot of people in this city are focused on the fact that we um, have so many traffic collisions every day. Um, an alarming statistic is that every 14 hours somebody is taken to SF General because of a serious injury they sustained in traffic in San Francisco. And that is definitely showing up in the fight over JFK Drive and whether to allow cars back on it as we emerge from the pandemic. Um, and also I think it points to how huge the fights can get over something relatively small. It's 1.5 miles of roadway. It just caused such a huge debate among politicians and the museum um, leaders and people who promote safe streets and um, people are just so up in arms about it one way or the other and you're like but it's just one and a half miles yeah. of pavement in a city with 1200 miles of it. That's an example of how the littlest thing in San Francisco can get so controversial. Yeah, but that said, though, I feel like there are more uplifting stories here. Like, it's almost like the good guys win more often, or there's more um, things that were built here that came from the heart. And I, I look at the AIDS Memorial Grove, which, I mean, it was just this overgrown nothing place that Girl Scouts and seniors and people who loved and, and knew people who died of AIDS got together and built this incredible space, the skating place that we talked about. Um, there's so many places here where somebody kind of built a community out of nothing, and I see a lot of victories too. 
I mean, the bison sadly are not on our tour because we didn't go out that far. But the fact that there are bison living in Golden Gate Park says a lot. This place is just weird, like the city, and we love it. Yeah, well, um, I'm glad you mentioned the bison because little hint, I have a lightning round for you and the bison. There is a bison question. Oh, wow. Well, I learned a lot recording this, basically from your historical research. Um, And a couple of things that I was really interested to learn was that um, when the park was created, it um, prohibited cars from coming in at all, unlike the big fight we have now over one and a half miles of street. Um, And in fact, one of the park commission um, members told the park and the police that they should start shooting um, the tires of cars that sped through Golden Gate Park. Could you imagine if that happened now? (laughs) I, I actually can. Um, that would be a big Twitter. There was no Twitter back in the late 1800s. I love, too, that that park commissioner has a lake named after him, um, Metzen Lake. And we don't do a lot of, like, true crime type stuff on, on uh, Total SF. But in this audio tour, there's a lot of we, gunfire and graft is in there. There's a lot of stories like that. I love that the second biggest lake, Spreckles Lake, and the second biggest museum, the de Young Museum, um, involves two people who were just trying to shoot each other, like really rich <laughs> San Franciscans who wanted to kill each other. And they're a big part of the park now, a century later. So about 95% of the research came from the Chronicle. Um, I'm digging around in the Chronicle. I'm taking some stories I've done before, but i um, digging around in the Chronicle. I looked a little bit in the San Francisco Public Library, and I feel like I always need to credit Western Neighborhoods Project because they cover this park so well, and I listen to their podcasts and read all of their articles, and I'm sure some of it soaks in by osmosis. But um, I feel like our tour and everything that we're going over, there's this really strong link to the Chronicle because it's generations of our former colleagues telling stories that make their way into our tour. And I really like that some of the same themes we learned about from way back when are repeating themselves today, like the controversy over statues in the park. John McLaren, the founder of the park, hated statues. And so whenever they were donated to the city, he would try to get them covered up by shrubbery or yeah. like put them behind trees. He didn't want them out there prominently like you'd see in other parks in other big cities. But there's actually a statue of him um, in the rhododendron dell, which he would probably be very unhappy exists because wasn't it? put there after his death it was and they didn't put a pedestal on it it's the only statue in the park another little nugget that is on the ground it's right on the grass there so you can walk right up to it and he wasn't a very tall man so you could take a selfie with him there it's not on this giant pedestal like every other statue because he was someone who you know wanted to be near the grounds wanted to be near children wanted to experience those parts of the park he mostly didn't care too much about pomp and circumstance Um, I dig around in the archive and we have multiple photos of him where he's shoveling manure. (laughs) He was the like park superintendent for 50 years. We'll be right back after this short break. So this tour is for everyone. It works for tourists. It also works for people who know the history. Our friend Eric Kingsbury is one of just the smartest people that I know. And he likes to go out and do things, but he's also really steeped in San Francisco history. He's kind of an encyclopedia. And there were things here that he didn't know. So I was really stoked to hear that. So I think people are going to like it when they get out and check out our tour. So if somebody wants to do this tour, what should they do? How does it work, Peter? So very good question. Start by going on the Voice Map app. It's very intuitive, easy to search around. Go to San Francisco, go to Secrets of Golden Gate Park, 
and then show up here whenever you want. Um, basically, the way it works is using GPS, the narration follows you. So I've done it a couple times. Um, you put your headphones on, you turn it on, and when you reach certain marks, our voices will come on and tell you a story. And we'll tell you where to go next. So you can theoretically put your phone in your pocket the whole time. It takes about 75 minutes, 90 minutes. Um, it was a really new technology to me. I was very excited about it. I picked it up quickly. It wasn't confusing. And I want to go do John King's tour now because we should mention that he has a high-rises tour involving skyscrapers um, kind of in the financial district Embarcadero area. So I am a audio tour uh, user now, and I think people are going to love this. Last thing, as you may know, Heather and I are on Twitter a lot. So while you're taking the tour, reach out to us. I plan on weekends to be checking my phone. I'll respond to people if you have a question or something like that, or just let, let us know if you're having a good time or if you have a question or anything like that. So Heather and I, you have answered all of the tough questions and now it's time for our lightning round. Did I do that right? It's serious questions. Serious questions. I knew you were going to correct me. You've answered all of our serious questions, and now it's time for the Golden Gate Park lightning round that I made uh, especially for you. Uh, very excited about this. Let's get going. So first question, what do you pick as the official animal of Golden Gate Park, the bison or the penguins? Well, I'm a little bit peeved with the Academy of Sciences at the moment because they are fighting to get cars back on JFK Drive, so I'm going for bison. Okay, I'm with you, but I like the Cal Academy of Sciences overall, like 30,000 foot view, and I think the penguins are super awesome, and my basketball team, my youth basketball team that I coach, just voted to name themselves the penguins. This was not my idea. So um, we're split on that. Well, like, if we were to pick an academy animal, I would pick Claude the albino alligator anyway. Oh, that's, that's a good call. That's a good call. All right. Well, I am an academy member. I am hoping they come around on Car Free JFK, but um, I'm going with penguins. Best free thing in the park, the DeYoung Observatory <laughs> or the free botanical gardens for SF residents. And I think I may know your answer to this one. <laughs> Similar answer as the last one. The DeYoung is even more adamantly fighting Carvey JFK. Yeah. And I love the staff at the Botanical Gardens. Shout out to them. I'm going with the gardens, especially when pianos are displayed every summer for flower piano. I am also a DeYoung museum member. which I am too, but I don't know for how long. Yeah, which I, I, I wrote a piece and said as long as I can bike to Golden Gate Park safely, I will be a member of both museums. Um, but I agree with you, I'm less excited about them. And um, the botanical gardens are so nice. It's such an underrated thing. Even if you aren't an SF resident, it's a really good deal. I'm going with botanical gardens. All right, here's a tough one. What is your favorite neighborhood that's adjacent to the park? Um, well, we both love the Outer Richmond largely because of the um, Balboa Theater and Hockey Haven Bar across the street. But I'm going with what I brought up earlier. My very first neighborhood in San Francisco is the Inner Sunset, and I still love coming here, um, especially because Green Apple Books opened an outpost um, on Ninth Avenue. There's lots of good restaurants um, and um, ice cream and ambiance, the clothing boutique. I am going with Inner Sunset. Also, Inner Sunset, is that like the best breakfast 
neighborhood in the world yes i mean it's like every other i don't know <laughs> i don't know what they're doing for lunch or dinner if there, you want but... scrambled eggs and bacon the inner sunset is your place yeah very good uh workman just came by in one of those little <laughs> carts uh gave him a wave um I'm, I'm with you. That's a very good pick. I think I'm going to go inner Richmond. I just, but also there's a green apple there. I just love the food and everything. It's a great hang, but, um, there's no wrong answer. Who deserves a statue more? David Miles Jr., <laughs> Warren Hellman, or no more statues of dudes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is hard. I'm going with I'm going back and forth between A and C. Um, I do love Warren Hellman, but we we do uh, pay tribute to a lot of older white men in the city who are wealthy. So I'm going to go with David Miles Jr. Because okay. if you had that top hat and the long, you know, those long like sparkly coats he wears and roller skates, I bet that's like the first statue in the world that would have those. All right, that is a. F- fantastic statue i think we need a rule that for every guy that gets a statue we have to do three for women and one for pets and then (laughs) um new rule um okay okay second to last question what is the best movie filmed in golden gate park what are the Trick question. Of- <laughs> There's only one I know of. Star Trek Four. Oh God, I'm not gonna shout out that. Yeah, Dirty Harry too. Star Trek Four. There's a very nice scene. I'm sure you watched I it. I probably during slept our movie through night. that. I have no recollection. <laughs> you slept through our movie night. Okay. Uh, last question. If we do another tour, what should we do next? Um, I remember our very first discussion with Sarah about this. I was leaning towards the Castro walking into the mission, like past Dolores Park. So that would be a good option. The segment, the segment from our 49 mile makeover. Um, but you really can't go wrong. Telegraph Hill would be fun. I think Castro would be fantastic. I would love, I would love like a fisherman's wharf to Presidio or fisherman's wharf to, um, palace of fine arts tour. That's touristy places, but done in a way that like a San Franciscan who's been here for a while would enjoy it too. Yeah. Um, and I love Eric Kingsbury's idea of a bar crawl, like even like a Muni line bar crawl. That would be really fun. I don't know how the tour would work though, because people would just go to the bar and stay there and drink. And then, um, I don't know if that would work, but that was a good idea. Pity the Muni driver who winds up at the last (laughs) group. (laughs) Yes. Um, well, you made it through all the questions. I'm not going to ask you, um, what you try to squeeze in to your busy day because I know it's coming to Golden Gate Park and using our (laughs) audio tour app. How about that promo? Once again, the tour is called Secrets of Golden Gate Park, Graft, Gunfire, and a 90-Year-Old Fish, and it's awesome. It's on the Voice Map app. You can buy it there. Heather, thank you very much for doing an audio tour with me. I had a great time with this, and I can't wait till people start using it and reaching out to us and letting us know if they're having a good time. Yes, super fun. Can't wait to take it myself after we recorded it. I have not heard the final product, so. All right, you're going to love it, and everyone's going to love it. And thank you for coming to Golden Gate Park. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. 
Total SF is a production of The Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com slash pod. So we're sitting here near the John McLaren rhododendron. I'm gonna. It's gonna take me 46 times to say <laughs> rhododendron. 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 All right, I got it. So we're near the John McLaren rhododendron dell, where the tour ends. I am in roller skates. I just got a little <laughs> little session in.